Hey, welcome to the Living the Dream podcast. This is your host, Timmy Douglas, and the goal of this podcast is to create a community that inspires action, accountability, celebrates progress, and helps people make the right connections to take that next step towards their dreams and goals. If you're looking for any one-on-one coaching to pinpoint your purpose and start taking steps in that direction, make sure to contact me on my website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, or on social media. On that note, let's get into the show. All right. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we have Judith Joy, who is a dream creation coach and the author of two books. Judith, how are you doing? Fabulous. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Doing great. Thanks for asking. And we like to jump right in. So if you could just start by telling us a little bit about yourself and some of the stuff you like to do for fun, that would be great. Fun. Well, I'm on a journey of fun right now. And my newest fun is the flow painting and gotcha. I'm having a lot of fun with it and it's either flow by putting a balloon on in the paint or flow with a hair dryer or a, um, a straw or just blowing on it. it it's different yeah so is it like you only paint by moving the paint with other objects or like your breath or something like that well that it's not a paintbrush type of painting gotcha it's um, you put paint and you pile it on top of each other, and then you either move the canvas or move the paint with air or by putting a balloon on top of it. Gotcha. I can't quite visualize it in my small little mind, but <laughs> I'll have to look up a video afterwards. Well, I have um, I'm on LinkedIn and I put a, a picture on LinkedIn and all of a sudden getting a lot of views. I'm like, oh, how exciting. Awesome. I'll <laughs> definitely go check out your LinkedIn after the show. Well, so you love to flow paint. Um, flow paint. Are there any other things you I like? Love, to I love reading. I love, love, love learning. And that's part of how I got into all of this. It started with me having headaches. And I ended up at a doctor. And she said, there's this guy in the back room, and he's tapping on heads. I don't know what he's doing. This is like 22 years ago. I don't know what he's doing, but people are getting better. I'm like, okay, let's try it. Well, I'm still working with this doctor now as a mentor and a colleague. And he has answered my questions and pushed me in directions that go talk to this person, go take this class, look at this, look at that. And we've just expanded our knowledge together. And it's wonderful. That's awesome. That's beautiful. And we're definitely going to have to dive deeper into that relationship and how it's kind of formed the past 22 years of your life later in the show, for okay. sure. Uh, tell us a little bit about your occupation, what you do for work, dream coaching, dream creation. Coaching. Well, first off, I don't look at it as work because work implies force and it implies, oh, I have to. And I'm getting away from the I have tos. I, love I choose to do it. I love to do it. And I can have the worst headache ever, talk to someone and coach them. And I'm like flying high because it just feels so good. <laughs> but what I do is the first question I ask is, what is it you would like to create today? And so many people focus on the past and what doesn't work and all the limiting beliefs that they've had that they never quite get to the dream. 
So let's start with the dream, move forward. And when something pops up that is a limiting belief, we'll deal with it. But if you're always waiting to get rid of all of your limiting beliefs and then have your dreams, it's not going to happen because there's always another one that pops up. And if your focus is on the limiting beliefs, then you got more and more and more that pop up because that's what you're focused on. And what you focus on is what you get. But if you focus on your dream and you expand it and massage it and look for what it is you truly want by having that dream, then things start to happen. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love that. Could you take us just a little bit more into that concept of what you focus on grows, basically, of the like, why, why does it work like that? <laughs> why does it work like that? Um, have you ever heard of the placebo effect? I have. I have. The placebo effect works on belief. And if you believe the bad is going to happen, so your focus is there, then the bad can happen. But if you believe the positive or whatever the good is can happen, then your focus is there. And what you're putting energy into helps it grow. So if you're believing something, it's you know horrible for you and, oh, what if this and what if the sun rises in the west instead of the east and what 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 if what if you're taking your vibration from a higher vibe to a low vibe because you're in the worry state everything works on vibrations the low vibes are the ones that match with grief apathy shame blame things like that and think about when you're depressed it's really hard to get off the couch and do anything. And it's especially hard to create. Just think of how hard, when you're depressed, you don't wanna even create dinner. So the whole clue is to move your vibration up the scale so that you're feeling really, really good. And then when you're feeling really, really good, then things start to happen. You take responsibility for everything in your life. And that means your part in everything. And you have kindness and gratitude and peace and joy and calm and all, all just all the yummy feelings. When you're feeling so good, you can actually think something and have it happen. It requires almost no effort because that's in your power state. And that's explained in Power Versus Force by David Hawkins. Power Versus Force by David Hawkins. Mm -hmm. I'm going to read that book. <laughs> First time I read it, Dr. Janer said, here, read this. And I'm reading it. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is so dense. There's so much information in here. And then two years later, I read it again and went, oh, well, I know this and I know this and I know this. And it was so much easier the second time. Yeah, yeah. But it's all about the heart-mind connection. And if our thoughts are moving one direction and our feeling or vibrations are moving another direction, the feelings win. So if your thought is this is my dream and I'm going to do it. Nothing's getting in my way. And on the inside, you're going, oh, mom and dad pushed me into it and I don't really want to do it. 
but I'm, I'm saying it so that I'm successful in their eyes. And, but I don't really like, it. you're not going to put the effort into it. And it's just not going to be successful because on the inside, that's what you're really feeling. Or if you're really feeling that something is like not quite right and you don't know what that is and you're really nervous about it and that nervous feeling pushes you down into the low vibes and the low vibes, you can't create so much. So the first thing you have to do is learn how to increase your vibration. And when I coach, that's one of the first things I do. Imagine how simple it is to put a candle in front of you and stare at the flame. It relaxes you. And you know you're relaxed because your jaw relaxes. Your shoulders go down. You take a deeper breath. You take slower breaths. These are all signs from your body that you're relaxing. A lot of people don't know that. They don't clue in that their body's talking to them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love that. I love that. Awesome. Thank you for that little coaching sesh. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Awesome. Uh, tell us a little bit more about your motivation and what keeps you going just day to day, coaching people, living your life, et cetera. I recently, um, in a journaling session, took myself to a new coffee shop sat outside and went, okay, if I had my ideal life from the mile high view, what would that look and feel like? And I wrote out what I wanted in a feeling state. I want full body tingles that click into place as I soar and move with ease from creation to creation with fun, laughter, and play. And if it's not that, either make it that or look for something else. Yeah, I love that. Now, coaching gives me that feel. So coaching was like, yes, I can do it. And working with some people, like I'm on a, a couple boards and they're not quite giving me the same feel. So now I have to go, all right, am I changing something? Am I dropping out altogether? Which isn't really dropping out. It's just making a different choice. Or am I going to stay with it? And my inclination is the first two. <laughs> because if I stayed with it, it still wouldn't be giving me the vibe that I want. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I love that motivation too. Usually... When people come on the show, they talk about, like mine, financial freedom for my family. You know, that's like my motivation. And um, a lot of people talk about, you know, just like escaping something or producing something. And like, what I love about yours is that ultimately, every everything we want, I feel, comes down to that kind of state of being. Yes, yes. And that's where yours is. Like, I so badly want financial freedom for my family. So we can kind of be in that state together. And there's some things. That's what the fallacy is. Most people think you have to have the financial freedom, which by the way, it's a financial abundance because you don't want to be free of money. But most people want the financial abundance and then they will feel this way. It doesn't work that way. You have to feel it and then you'll have it. 
And that's is... a lot of what I teach people is how to feel it. And this is coming from someone that I was so shut down that I wasn't feeling anything. And I learned how to feel. And I learned how to be move from depression all the way up. And it works. So when my daughter was 21, she came to me and she said, I have done all this other stuff. She'd done the therapy, she'd done a treatment, she had done um, pharmaceuticals for depression and anxiety. It's not working. Teach me what you do. I'm like, oh, my daughter wants my opinion. <laughs> She's been doing it now for 10 years. She's one of the happiest people I know. And hers started with gratitude. And she would sit down at night and just do a half hour of gratitude. I'm grateful for the stars. I'm grateful for electricity. I'm grateful for indoor plumbing. I'm grateful for a comfortable bed. It doesn't matter what it is. If you're grateful for a comfortable bed, you can also be grateful for the people that made the bed. You can be grateful for the trucking company that shipped it to you. You can be grateful for the sheets and the people who grew the cotton. And you know, you just go down the rabbit hole of everyone you can be grateful for. And pretty soon you're being really grateful. It starts with words, then you move into the feelings. And then this is the really cool part. You can move into being grateful all day long. I recently was driving with her and she had to get on the highway. And she was like, I am so grateful for that easy merge. And I'm grateful that that guy put his turn signal on. And I, whoa, look at that. Thank you, Divine. He's two car lengths ahead of me. That's terrific. She talked herself through the whole thing because she kept noticing what was good. She kept getting more that was good. She kept getting more things to be grateful for. You know, and one of her things is she's extremely grateful for Taylor Swift and all her music. <laughs> awesome. I have learned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I really love that. Um, well, thank you again for the second mini coaching session that we've gotten on the podcast. A lot of free. Well, that wasn't even coaching. That was just me talking. Coaching, <laughs> me pulling it out of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, tell us a little bit about your vision for your life. I did. My vision is this full body tingle. And I'm so excited. It's going to lead me in so many different ways. Like the balloon painting that I'm doing or the hairdryer painting. Well, I saw it on Facebook and said, hey, that looks like fun. That was one of the things I wanted. And I had a client coming and he was super, super, super depressed. And I know he's an artistic type and I'm like, hey, let's do this. So as we're blowing, paint and as he's painting we're coaching and talking and he left feeling better so we moved his vibration up so whatever was going on was easier for him to handle absolutely and so would you say your vision for your life is not so much like you know specific objective things but more being led by that feeling in all that oh you it's all of that it is always leading with the feeling you have to feel it first and then the things come because if you have a dream, like if I want to write a book and I'm like, well, I just want to write a book. Well, how am I going to feel when I write the book? 
How am I going to feel while I write the book? How am I going to feel after I write the book? All of that energy finds its way into the book, which by the way, will find its way into the world. But if I'm looking at this as it's a chore and I have to do this, and I said that I would write 10 pages a day, it's not going to be the same book as, oh, I get to do this and it's so exciting. And today I feel like chapter one and oh, yesterday it was chapter 10. It was really interesting. Now, how can I get from chapter one to chapter 10? Oh, you know, open it up with questions. Lots and lots of questions. Because when you open yourself to questions, you allow for solutions, possibilities, answers to come in. As soon as you make a conclusion, you have shut the door on questions and possibilities and said, well, this is the way it is. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I guess my question to that would be, you know, in a lot of success literature, you hear about like discipline, right? And discipline when you're not feeling it. What would you say to that? The discipline comes in the vibration. If you're not feeling good, honor it. There may be a reason that you want to sit on the couch. It may be that an idea is percolating. However, if this is the same feeling that you've had for the past 10 years and you want to feel something different, you have to do something different. Mm. So it may be go take a walk. It may be like how I took myself to a different coffee shop. It may be trying a new iced tea. And I, I tried a new one while I was doing the new journaling and I didn't particularly like it, but I was really excited to try it. So my vibration went up just because I was trying something new. And make the time for the meditation, but find the meditation that works for you. If you like TM, that's 20 minutes twice a day. Yes, it works, I did it for many years. But there's also um, meditation like what Dr. Joe Dispenza does, which is hours. And it feels really good. And you listen to music and you move with it. But that may not be for you. You may like a walking meditation. You may like a sitting meditation. You may like a meditation staring at some kaleidoscope. Just try a bunch of different things experiment. Life is a great big experiment. And the whole thing is about finding what works for you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And so what about the, um, the courage to leave what's not working, but what's comfortable? Oh, this is a big one for me. <laughs> I just went through this. And yes, it was very uncomfortable but I kept balancing the energy, which is one of the things that I teach when I coach people is how to balance the energy so that you get to neutral. When you're neutral, you can truly make a choice. And the choice isn't always comfortable. And sometimes it's uncomfortable just because it's new. But if you're not neutral, you have an attachment or resistance to it. If I was attached to you and I was like, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, oh my good, 
you know, everybody else go away. I'm not paying attention to all this over here. Something over here may be giving me the um, possibility that I was looking for. The same time, if I have a resistance to you, I cannot look at you and I look at everything else, which is by the way, controlling me because I can't have the choice to look at you. And you may have the solution for me. You may have the possibility. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so a lot learn, of it is. When you learn to peel off the attachments and the resistance, then it really works because it's, you just sort of balance it out and you go, oh yeah, this is what I'm doing. And it doesn't mean it's not hard, but you still do it, but you feel good about doing it. And then your body reacts to it. And then you're going, okay, I need a day off, you know, <laughs> or I need to go swimming or, oh, it would feel really, really good to meditate right now but you find something to feel better because most people don't know that if you're feeling something, you don't have to stay there. It's a choice to stay there. It's a choice to feel different. Lee. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And so what caused you to take the first step towards really going on this journey? Cause you've mentioned you used to be really depressed and really on that lower vibration. So tell us a little bit about that. Okay. Um, I was married and it was okay, but it wasn't like lighting me up. And he was really into sarcasm and I was the butt of every joke. And then when I brought it up to his attention, they just got more subtle. And after a while, I just was like, you know, it's not changing, nothing's happening. So I'm just withdrawing. And so I sort of shrank energetically. And that led me to being less than who I can be. And so I was depressed through all of that. In fact, the daughter who does the um, intuitive work, the one that I um, taught how to do the gratitude and stuff like that, she was so intuitive that at three years old, she said, are you guys getting divorced? And we're like, no, we're fine. At four years old, are you getting divorced? No, we're fine. Well, every time we said no to her, she knew that we were lying, even if we didn't knew, know that we were lying. And she just kept asking. Well, finally, at four, when she was 14, we we're like, all right, we're done. But she had built up all this anger in the meantime. Yeah. But so I've learned, and when I was shrinking, I sort of, cut off my feelings. I'm not going to feel it hurts too much to feel. So eventually you have to learn to turn them on because the whole thing is based on feeling. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And so your kind of first step was kind of coming to the end of that. And like, I'm going to start on the journey to turn them on. I didn't know it at the time. The journey began because I had headaches because I wasn't feeling. So my body was like, hey, wake up, feel, bang, 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 bang. You know? 
Yeah. It's the messaging system. Your body talks to you. My messaging system happened to be in my head. And then I started learning. And my headaches have gotten so much less. And I can smile now, and it's a real smile. It's not a fake, you know, let me put my lips in the right position smile. <laughs> yeah. You know, because I've moved my vibration so far up. And when you move it up, you know, like before, if the vibration was at, let's say, 10, and I move it up to 50, that's an improvement. It's still a low vibe. And then I, sometimes I go down and sometimes I go up and sometimes I go down and then I'm up to 75. And then all of a sudden the bottom number creeps up and pretty soon the bottom is 50 and the top is 100 and then it keeps going. And you know, according to David Hawkins, this consciousness scale is zero to a thousand. And most people are at a hundred or less. Think of all the shaming that's going on and all the blaming and all of the um, polarization. Those are all low vibe things right now. They're always low vibe, but they're happening a lot right now. If everybody could just take responsibility for their own stuff and then start feeling better, the whole world could shift. And ultimately, that's sort of my goal, <laughs> to help the whole world feel better. <laughs> yeah. But you're not to set a big goal or anything. But. I feel that. I feel that. I love that a lot. Awesome. Well, if there was one type of person you could meet right now that could help you take the next step towards, I guess, really upping your vibration to kind of being towards that full body tingles moving from creation to creation with fun, laughter, and play more so than you already are, who would that person be and how would they do it? Ooh, someone to have fun with. Let's create together. I love it. Yeah. I love it. And so um, I'm assuming that somebody who you're having fun with is kind of also on that same vibration level or higher and kind of right. like, gotcha, gotcha. That's where kids are so much fun. <laughs> they haven't learned to be depressed yet for the most part. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, honestly though, honestly. Um, what's the most important, I feel like you already kind of mentioned this, but one or two things that everyday people can do to kind of help you out with your journey to your highest vibration. If everybody would do their own work to feel better, that would help me. And everybody listening can. It can be staring at a candle. It could be meditating. It could be Qigong. It could be exercise. It could be dancing. It doesn't have to be a dance class. You could dance in your kitchen. Just I wouldn't recommend dancing in your socks. You might fall over. <laughs> that yep. wouldn't feel so good. Um, it could be drawing. It could be writing. It could be journaling. You know, it's, but when you journal, journal about what it is you do want, not what you don't want so much. Um, it could be being grateful all day long. And when you are, things feel so much better and it's so much easier to handle what happens. Yeah, absolutely. What would you say is the first step for people who just literally 
they don't feel anything right now. They're, they, they've always functioned and are around people who function on that really low vibration and have no idea what they want or how to interpret their body signals or any of that. What would you say to that person? I would say, take a deep breath. And I do a box breathing, <clears throat> excuse me. We inhale for four counts, hold for four counts, exhale for four counts, hold for four counts. So let's do it for a minute. So you inhale, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four, exhale, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four, inhale, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four, exhale, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four, inhale, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four, exhale, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four, and the last one, inhale, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four, exhale, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four. That was four times around. That's one minute. Pay attention to what happened in your body. Yeah, my, my head stopped hurting a little bit, actually. <laughs> <laughs> now, some people have trouble with the holding on the bottom. You know, after the exhale, it spikes the adrenaline. Just don't do that part then. You know what, actually, I had trouble with? The inhaling for four seconds. Really? I could only get to three, and then I was kind of at a full breath. Okay. Yeah, so you got, you got a little goal. Yeah. You can, you can do it up to 21. You can do it, you know, think about a Navy SEAL holds his breath for so long. He doesn't jump in the water the first day and, uh, you know, holds his breath for two, three, four, five minutes, whatever it is. It's practice. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, awesome. I love that. I love it. Did, uh, Two times I've been relaxed in this podcast now when you were first talking about it and then that breathing exercise. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, now we're going to jump into our thriving three. And so I'm just going to straight up ask you, what's your favorite book, movie, or podcast? Pick one. Well, the favorite podcast, of course, is you. So <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> um, favorite movie. I don't know. There's some that I keep watching over and over, but the common theme of the movies are that the underdog wins. You know, for whatever reason, they pull it together and they succeed. I love it. Yeah. I love it. And favorite book, I've got so many of them. <laughs> um, but of course, I'll, pro I'll promote my own. I have Surviving Your Teenager and Being Happy Anyway, which is about how to be a parent to a teenager. And Dear Future Lover, Bring Your Book Boyfriend to Life. 
And that's how to use journaling to attract whatever it is you want. In this case, I attracted my husband. And, um, you know, I wrote the journal, I wrote him a series of letters that I said, hey, I, I know we've met, because I haven't really met him, but I'm pretending like we did. And blah, 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 blah. And I wrote about all these different things over a series of like two months. And then I put the journal away. 14 months later, he shows up in my life. And I find my journal in my nightstand and I'm like, oh, exciting, I have a journal. Oh, darn, there's writing in it. Oh, I wonder what it says. Oh, he'll make me a better me. I just said that to him. Oh my goodness. And then I, I just said that. We just did that. It, like one of the, th you have to be really careful what you write about. So one of the things I wrote about was, I don't like politics and not, that's not my thing. I don't know if you like it or not, but that's not my thing. I don't. I really don't like it at all. It's his soap opera. He loves it. <laughs> and he's like, oh, guess what happened today? <laughs> I'm like, all right, what? <laughs> if I hadn't written that, I might have picked somebody else. <laughs> I didn't like politics. <laughs> I might have picked the same person. But... I went from a husband who was a kind, cruel, you know, with um, sarcasm, all the way to a husband who is so incredibly kind. And the love is so deep and it's so nice. It's just wonderful. That is wonderful. I'm happy for you. Thank you. But dear future lover, then, you know, it's going to give you, I think, about 50 principles to help you through it. It's going to give samples of my um, journal and how those journal samples actually came about, like how they showed up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Well, what is one way that you like to take care of yourself? One way. I or love swimming. So swimming is good. I love walking. I love meditating. I love journaling. You know, it, it sort of flip-flops from day to day as to what I'm doing. Gotcha. I listen to my body. I love that. Yeah. Awesome. Well, what is one action step that you can take right now or continue to take that you may already be taking to keep moving towards that vibration 24-7? More painting. More painting. <laughs> I just um, came down to Florida for the winter, so I have to set up a painting room down here. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. So that'll be the first step, setting up the painting room. Love it. Well, is there anything else you want to chat about before we sign off? What's your big dream? Absolutely. Um, you know, actually, it's very similar to what you said of help the whole world feel better. Um, I feel like there's a lot of unnecessary suffering that happens. Yeah. And I think that's kind of where I want to hit. And so that obviously comes in the form of, you know, like ending poverty around the world, like food, water, shelter. Like I kind of want people to have those basics, but even more than that, it's like everybody could have that and you'd still have a bunch of unhappy people, a bunch of people on that lower vibration. 
So when I say unnecessary suffering, I'm also coming into like that point where it's like, I don't want people to be beating themselves up. I don't want people to be uh, just mean to themselves every day. And so it's twofold of like getting people on that higher vibration, like you were talking about, but also my, the first thing I want to do is really hit that core. Like, you know, I want everybody to be able to eat, drink clean water and have shelter over their head. Very good. It's a yep. big goal. <laughs> it's a huge goal. Yeah. Um, but I was like, uh, why go small? You know? Yeah. So I'm young, got my whole life. And there's like billions of people who also want to help people do that. And so it's not so like just I have to connect all those people, which is what your podcast is about. Literally, you've cracked the code. That is literally it. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's kind of how I see myself playing a role. Cause I don't want to be like traveling the world like um doing stuff with poverty around the world. What I really want to do is be a connector and like create systems and resources and then be really intimate with the people who are struggling around me, if that makes sense. Okay. So So what do you hope to feel when you do that? I hope to feel that uh, vulnerability and mutual trust just walking out in society. So you know how you'll walk out and you'll see a lot, you'll feel a lot of like, like my brother, for example, he, uh, he, he has some trouble like trusting strangers. Like he doesn't trust a lot of strangers. He thinks people are out to get him. And therefore he pulls in people who are out to get him. I, yep. That's what I was telling him, but he doesn't believe me. So I'm gonna send him this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, I, I, I want to feel that I can trust people fully and also that it can be reciprocated from their end. The clue to that is to be able to trust yourself. When you trust yourself fully, then when you get an energetic ding, this person isn't trustworthy, you can trust your feelings about that person and make a choice. Yeah, yeah. So you're never at the mercy of other people. You're you're coming from within. So anything that is out there, if you bring it in, then you work on it in yourself. And then all of a sudden the outside changes. But I also want everybody to feel that, you know, (laughs) like you said, you like, you want to raise the vibration of everybody. Like I want everybody to have that experience of like, we can all go out and it's like, we're just all functioning at that really high vibration basically. How about you would like everybody to have the opportunity to have that? Yes. Because it's still their choice if they want it or not. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. That's, which is also something I say when I'm like, somebody actually criticized me and they were like, so you want to just impose like America's ideals on everybody? I'm like, no, I just want people to have the choice to have the resources of everybody in the middle class in America. And then if you like still choose to be homeless or you still choose to live how you want to live, like that's fine. But I don't want, dehydration to be imposed on anybody or poor health care to be imposed on anybody. And so that, it really yeah. is that choice that I want. But it's more than health care. You're making a choice what you put in your mouth. Oh, yeah. If you're putting junk food in, you're getting junk out. And you got more disease. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, the manufacturers aren't helping us by putting 
high fructose corn syrup and sugar and salt and so many foods. Yeah, so many foods. I honestly just thought it was in every food until I learned that it's not. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but just having the health care, while it's necessary, teaching people how to eat so that they nourish their bodies, truly nourish their bodies, is important. And that's one of the boards I'm on, is the Gables Institute. And we help educate doctors so they can turn around and educate their patients. I love that. Yeah, that's awesome. That is awesome. But yeah, so that's kind of my big dream and goal and what I'm shooting for. And it's also, it's also that inner peace because I have like big external goals, but I've forsaked myself for like, I'm 22. And so I'm just now coming to the kind of realization that I turned on apathy when I was about 14, because my life was pretty difficult for me to be in emotionally. And I'm still trying to figure out how to get out of apathy. It's been a question in my head for two to three years. So I don't see you with apathy. Apathy would, you wouldn't be on a podcast. Really? Yeah. You wouldn't be going out into the world trying to make a difference. So I think you're further along on the vibrational scale than you realize. (laughs) (laughs) No, that doesn't mean you don't have moments of apathy. Yeah, it's really like when things start to touch me that are close to my heart, instead of engaging with it emotionally, I kind of shut down and like just don't. I don't know. It's it's a really weird, really weird thing that I, I can't even explain it fully, but. Well, I know that at 22, you've still got a lot of growing to do. You know, at my age, I've still got growing to do. But my youngest son is uh, 25. And all of a sudden, he's nice again. You know, he got better at 18 and he got better at 25. And as you grow, you learn like, yeah, okay, fine. That didn't work. I'll try something else. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yeah. At the 22-year-old, you're still in the idealistic stage. Mm Mm-hmm is fine it's a stage but at 25 you're going to be oh I can you know breathe around these ideals a little bit let me play with them yeah yeah absolutely well awesome is there anything else you want to chat about before we sign off (laughs) that's it (laughs) awesome sounds good well Judith wait visit my website what is it yes yeswithjoy.com or judithjoy.com. Awesome. Judith. I've got lots of blogs on there and it's going to be great. Sounds good. Well, those will be in the show notes and Judith, thank you so much for coming on the show. If you really liked what Judith had to say, make sure to connect with her and um, just hear her out, talk with her and see if you can help her on her journey to her like ideal vibration. And I'm sure she can help you on yours. And I would so, love to help people. Love absolutely. It. You heard it here, guys. Contact her and seek her help. And um, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Judith, thank you for coming on the show. Send this podcast to somebody you know in your life that needs it and go ahead and drop us a five-star review on iTunes. Guys, thank you. We're out.
Thank you. Guys, thanks for listening. Make sure to reach out to our guests and help them accomplish their dreams and goals if you resonated with them. If you're looking for any intentional masterminds or one-on-one coaching to accomplish your dreams and goals, make sure to check out the website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, and contact me either there or on social media. That's all I got. Have a blessed day.